three, three, two, two, one. one. It's time for the show. Action. You're listening to the It's My Time podcast, a recording of the experiences, past and present, of everyday people. And now, here's your host, the one and only. Asher Chua. So, Theo, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where do I start? I, I, I guess I could start with, with, with saying that I'm an African-American male from uh, Rwanda, Africa. So I, I'll just go ahead and say I'm just straight up African. <laughs> I, I, was, I was actually born and raised in uh, Rwanda, Africa. Came to the States in 1994 due to uh, you know, a tribal war that was going on in, you know, in my country. And I was, um, I was raised in uh, Kentucky um, and learned how to speak English in Kentucky. So sometimes I still have a little twang. Uh, some people can tell, like you know, have you know, have that random southern twang every, you know, every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then about 2000, uh, that's when my dad got sent to uh, Dayton, Ohio, to go start a church up there. So so we moved to Ohio when I was I was going into my fre- freshman and yeah, yeah, I was going to my freshman year. So that's when I I you know started actually. Seeing, seeing the 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 world for really for what it is and 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 being around, I guess you could call secular kids or public school kids, mm-hmm. and the possibilities of actually playing sports, uh, type of jobs that are are available, the type of environments that I was you know exposed to, changed my 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 way of thinking uh, because wherever I, I, I was. I was in Kentucky. It was a really close community. It was uh, it was it was a community of of, of people who who lived on a college campus. Yeah. So 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 my 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 view my my viewpoint was really really limited. Um, then when whenever I I first went to the high school, I was like, wow, wow, like this is ridiculous. There's 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 other black people like they're <laughs> they're <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and so and so you know with with that it kind of helped me get better acclimated to what the american experience really is and once that that took place i you know i learned about the military seeing you know seeing some people go into the military i joined the military in uh in 2006 after i graduated i graduated in 2004 went to college for like a couple of years and then uh joined the military uh, the Marine Corps, to be specific, in uh, 2006, mm-hmm. uh, did that. I deployed twice with them, and I got out in 2010 and immediately after joined the Army. And in 2016, that's when I was medically retired. Uh, and I, from that point, after I got retired, I was I was kind of hopeless, and uh, I I had to reach reach back to what what skill level I had and I you know I went to barbering school I've always enjoyed cutting hair so I went to barbering school and and and, and that's where I, I, I feel I feel like I regained my 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 passion and zest for life um, hmm. you know after you know after going to barber school and now I'm a full-time barber um, and, and and yeah so <laughs> in a nutshell that's me yeah cool, cool. So I mean, what what pushed you to to go to barbering school? Is, um, 
Yeah. Well, like you mentioned, since you came out of the military on, on a medical. Well, for me, it was more of, I really couldn't figure out what I wanted to do or, mm -hmm. or what direction I wanted to go into. Because it, when, when I got out, uh, because of the medical issues, it was something that I expected, but I didn't expect, you know what I'm saying? Like it, it, it kind of happened all of a sudden. And by like all of a sudden, I mean like a year's time frame. That's kind of what, you know, like in the military feels like an all of a sudden move. Cause mm -hmm. my, like my whole entire mentality was I'm going to be in the military for 20 years, retire. Cause for me, it was the easiest uh, gig I've ever really had. Um, it, you literally get up, mm -hmm. go to work. Like you show up with whether you do work or not, you, you still get paid. So for me, it, it was like, wow. So all I got to do is, is outwork the people who don't really want to work hard, which was over 75% of the people. So it's like, okay, then you stand out. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, just experiencing that I was like, wow, okay, this is, okay, this is it right here. Like, like, like this is me. I, I actually enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. uh, had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, didn't care too much for certain, you know, some things, but overall it was, you know, it was a great, it was an awesome experience. But whenever I got out, I took the uniform off and then I felt like I literally lost my sense of purpose. I didn't know who I was. I fell into a depression. I fell into, uh, uh like just, just a dark place, man. Like it, it, it was, it was so, it was so bad that you know, I, I got suicidal. Like I, I, I had suicidal adulation. Like I, I just, I, I was, sit, I was sit there and, and there's, I can't even really say voices because mm -hmm. it was me talking to myself and I was standing in my own head for so long. Like, dude, like you're, 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 you're no longer going to be so-and-so. You're no longer going to be Sergeant Brown. You're no longer going to have soldiers who look up to you. Like you don't have no impact on anything. So those negative thoughts, honestly didn't help my 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 depressive state so okay. so once i you know figured out okay let me let me regain my composure let me let me do something i you know i i reached back to what was that one thing that i've always liked doing and that was cutting hair like while i was in the military um i i, I would cut hair all the time like every weekend it, you know, it was just a side hustle for me, mm -hmm. but you know, it, it was, it was something that, 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 that kept me out of trouble. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was like, okay, well, let me go really deeper into it and actually go to school for it. Right. Um, and you know, once I got out, I, I said, okay, well, this is my opportunity to actually go make something out of that. Mm -hmm. So that's where, you know, I went, I went to school for it and, um, and then funny enough, they, they actually asked me to come back and teach, which I did for, for about a year uh, from 2017. Because I, I graduated out of barbering school in 2000, late 2017, so early 2018. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and part of 2019, you know, I was teaching. So that was, you know, that was one way of, of, of relearning certain things. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, so like that's that's honestly why I went to barbering school, man. Gotcha. To find your purpose again. Right, right. I mean, it it, it was 
it's weird to say to find my purpose again because I feel like I've I always had that purpose though. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, I feel like it, it was something that that didn't go away. Right. But I, I just had to get to a place where I I I found it again within myself. Okay. Because it you- wasn't it wasn't it wasn't external. It was always internal, but right. it had been covered up with just so many other things that when I got into that bottom. Like, you know, when, when I felt like I hit rock bottom, that's when I really honestly started searching within myself. Like, okay, dude, like, let's think through this. Like, you got a family that loves you. You got, you know, people who care about you. Hmm. Like, what are you doing? Like, why do you think this? Like, what are you doing? And so I was like, okay, well, let me go deep and, and, and really do a deeper dive into myself and figure out certain things about myself. So, yeah, so like, you know, I, I definitely feel like it was always within me. I just had to go back and really revisit that. Gotcha. So I guess is it, yeah. can you point to like one thing that took you from the depressive state that you're feeling coming out of the military and um, just being down on yourself to, okay, I'm going to go to, like, I remember I used to be a barber or I used to like cutting hair and let me go do that thing that I once loved or that thing that brought me some kind of uh, enjoyment or fulfillment. Man, it's crazy because I, I, I can't really say it was one thing. Right? Okay. It, it was multiple things that, that, that happened that I had to witness, that I had to see myself, that I had to actually experience. You know, for me, it, it would be unfair to say this one thing because it's never just one thing because everything is 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 related in one one way or another right Right. so but i would definitely say that the snowball effect was when i was sitting in my room and i'm thinking to myself like what what was it that you know what's several things that you know that that you actually enjoy the military about like like what made you enjoy the military so i was thinking to myself okay uh my friends i had made Okay, well, uh, my job, and eh, not so much really, but but helping people. Um, right. Okay, well, helping people. What you know, you you know, like I had to go back and say to myself, okay, well, I also did that in the military, but how did I really help people? Okay, well, you know, in my spare time, I would cut hair. Like that was a stress reliever. That was you know, even on you know, even on the deployment, that was something that that I enjoyed doing because it, it just kept my mind occupied okay well let's dive even deeper to that so you know just work you know just reverse engineering myself to think of certain things that that got me to a point and you know and that's where I was like okay well hey you know what go to school for barbering like if you know if nothing else just go to school for barbering right so yeah yeah. So like, I, yeah. So like, I, I would definitely say that that was a, a, a number of, you know, of things that, that, that got me rolling. In gotcha. So yeah. when, once you're, once you're in school for barbering, um, is it like, was every part of it enjoyable for you or just kind of like you look forward to it? No, it was terrible. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate Bro, the honesty. It, 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 it was it 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 sucked, man. Like, cause it, 
<laughs> and I say that just because, you know, it was a different environment that I wasn't like used to. Mm-hmm. You know, one, I don't like school. Yeah. I, I, I hate and despise the whole institution of, of education. Right, mm-hmm. and I, I don't, I don't despise education. I hate the institution that it's set up under because it, it, it's like I feel like there's no, um, it, it hasn't changed, right? Right. right. The institution itself. But um, you know, so and the, and on top of that, I will, you know, I was driving an hour to go to school, mm. so that was something that that I was like, oh man, yeah, this is, yeah, this is terrible. Yeah, so, it's getting it's getting old real quick. Yeah, it, it got old, and I was doing that for I did I did that for twelve months. So Ooh. I would say that like the friendships that I made while I was there was great. Um, you know, learning certain other aspects of hair was great, uh, mm-hmm. but just the overall experience, I would just definitely say that 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 it wasn't really that fun uh, as I assumed, as I thought, because. Let me take you back to my two years of college before I joined the military, all right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. My parents, so my parents said, hey, listen, you graduated high school, you you got to go to college. I said, okay, well, I'm going to go to college on my own terms. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I went to college. I went to a community college. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, because of, of just the way that my mindset was, I was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to school, but I'm going to go to school on, you know, on my own terms. I'm going to take the classes that I want to take. So I took nothing but electives. So, like, I'm talking about I took swimming. I took uh, ballroom dancing. I took basketball. I took weightlifting. I took uh, guitar. I took sign language. I took um, – I think I took a math class that I failed and dropped out of. Uh, I took an English class that I actually did have decent, you know, in my English class. Um but like I was just doing all electives, man. I was like, no. I was like, if if I'm gonna go to school, I'm gonna enjoy the heck out of it. I'm not. I'm not gonna go do a bunch of homework. Granted, I made a dean's list like two years in a row at a 3.5 GPA because I was taking nothing but electives. So to me, my college experience was was um <laughs> you know was different. So fast forward to this end of it going to mm-hmm. school I was like oh man I'm actually going to school for real for real like it was, <laughs> it was it was definitely I was like oh man I got homework after homework I got to do x and y and z um and so yeah it it, it 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 just it wasn't it wasn't for me um like the lab part that was great but just the other stuff it was like ah I, I just I'm, I'm not a big fan of school so even me being a teacher was 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 weird because I was like, yo, what are you doing teaching? Like, you know, you don't like school. You know, school is not your thing. Why right. are you teaching? So I, I I literally, you know, again, try and error, you know, experience will will teach you things that that you know you didn't know about yourself. So <laughs> teaching, I was like, man, I I don't really have patience for for kids because I was teaching high school kids. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I I really don't have the patience that I thought I did. You know, I can. I can communicate like I find myself being more of the because okay so I learned I learned about myself in a sense that I I I'm the sizzle but not the steak, right? Hmm. So what, what do you mean by that? In, okay, so like I can come in and energize and 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 give all like I'm good for that one time, mm-hmm. 
But when you're a teacher, you you got to teach for a whole entire year. Mm. Like I like I'm good for maybe a a a, a one or two lessons. Mm-hmm. Like I can I could do that. I can focus. I can you know I can put energy in that. But to come day in and day out for a right. whole year and 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 captivate people's attention, mm-hmm. I couldn't do it. I really couldn't do it. Um, I felt myself getting more frustrated because once again, I was, you know, I was operating out of my adaptive, not in my natural. So mm-hmm. it was, it got uncomfortable really, real fast. And not that, you know, for me, uncomfortability means growth. So I was like, okay, well, suck it up and do it. But mm-hmm. it wasn't, it was doing more harm than good because one, I'm getting frustrated. I'm not able to teach the lessons the way that, you know, that they, that a school system wasn't taught, right. you know, the kids, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with 20 different personalities. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I, I, this is not, this is not for me. This is not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I had to make that decision and say, you know what, I can't do this long-term. Uh, it's not, it's not conducive right now. So uh, uh, let me just take a step back and actually, um, you know, see, let me go back to barbering full time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like that's pretty much kind of how I I ended up back to square one in a sense. Gotcha. So so if I heard you right, you said you okay? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so if I heard you right, um, you said the reason you stuck around teaching for about a year, even though you knew it wasn't for you was just because you were thinking, let me suck it up and kind of get through it. Like you probably would have done in the military. Right. Right. Exactly. And that's one thing that, um, you know, I knew I had, you know, I had put a time limit on it. Right. Uh, I I was like, okay, I know this ain't really for me. Right. But again, I, I don't want to just up and quit and, you know, and leave everybody hanging. Right. Right. So let me go ahead and, and, and endure um, this part of it, um, you know, for the next few more months. Okay. You know, semester, you know, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That makes sense. So, I mean, I know you also mentioned that you don't like school too much. So when you went through that, like, that grueling year of barbering school, what exactly attracted you to say yes to the opportunity to teach versus just be like, oh, no, I'm good. I got my license. I'm going to go do my own thing. Well, you know, it was more of of uh, like, okay, not this opportunity doesn't come around a lot. Let me at least, you know, see what it does for me. Let me see what what um, you you know, let me see, just let me see. That was honestly my, my whole, um, you know, thinking like, let me at least try it out. Cause Mm -hmm. I, you know, like, you know, I don't want to say no and, and not, you know, not have tried it out. Cause that's like, let me experience it. Right. So like, like that's just my curious mind because just the way that my mind works, I was like, okay, let me not knock it before I try it. Let me experience it. That way, like, I can never say, okay, well, I was given an opportunity, but I didn't take it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, so since you've left the, uh, 
the teaching realm and you focus more on your business. Um, how's that been for you? Man, it, it's, it's been, it's been, let me see, how do I say it? It's been, I want to say stressful, but in a good way, because it's, it's really stretched me, right? It's really showing me certain things about myself once again, that, that I didn't know I possessed or that I, uh, I didn't think I could do. Um, like when, when you're our, you know, are, are out and, and, and trying to get clients and, um, you know, and, and people say no, mm. like, you know, experiencing rejection on, on a different level, mm. it, it, you know, it humbles you, right? Yeah. Even though like you could be a people's person to the T right. and you're still getting rejections. Like, no, no, I'm good. Like, it, it, it humbles you. So mm -hmm. like that aspect of it, I honestly have really enjoyed, like, I don't, <laughs> okay, sorry. I'm getting my car right now. No, you're but, fine. You're fine. Um, it's, it's not that I'm a glutton for punishment. I don't enjoy rejection, but I like what rejection does to me because it keeps me in check. Okay. It keeps you from getting too full of yourself. I like that. I like that feeling like, okay, like this person doesn't want, me to be quote unquote their barber. Like, mm -hmm. like that rejection keeps me humble and keeps me hungry because I'm, I'm like, okay, now I got to work twice as harder to prove them wrong. So like, it's just that, I don't know, like I call it a sick twisted mindset because <laughs> I'm just like, yo, like you, you, you just keep going through rejection after rejection. So, so, so that you, you can literally feed your, 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 your animal that's inside you. Like just like just the hunger. Like where some people face the rejection aspect of, you know, of this job and they quit because it's like, you know, it's too much because they can't handle being told no, mm -hmm. you know, from, for, for me, it, it, it's, it's more like, okay. Yeah. Okay. I bet. Okay. I, I get it. I got you. I got you. So yeah. Yeah. And I also know, um, when I, I met you last year back in 2018 and I think since that time, was that when you were still teaching? No, I hadn't even started teaching yet. Um, Cause I think, did we meet 2018 or was that? I think it was June, 2018. I, okay. Yeah. It, yeah. I hadn't started teaching yet. Cause I didn't start teaching until, until that, um, until, until that, that's wait, no, 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 I'm sorry. I was teaching because I had, now I was teaching college students. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So you were teaching yeah, I, college students before high school students. Right. Okay, right. Okay. Right. So, yeah. So like, like, yeah, I was teaching college students because I started, uh, the summer. No, no, no I'm sorry. The, the spring, the spring of 2018. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But yeah. I guess the, the reason I'm, I'm asking is because, um, I met you then and we, we basically met at a men's retreat through a, a mutual prayer line and like you came up with your clippers and you're um, shaping everybody up and um, just basically using your talent to serve people. And I thought that was right. pretty cool. Um, and I, I know like the tagline or you're known as the smiling barber. Did you already have that, that nickname back then or has, <laughs> yeah. how'd you get that nickname? Yeah. So, 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 so that, so that was a funny moment in itself. Um, you know, 
as you break into a certain industry, you're you're always trying to make your own trademark. You're always kind of trying to distinguish yourself from other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a lot of guys who who are you know coming up are are you know they like they usually say you know I'm uh, you know say Theo the barber, right? Because mm-hmm. like there's a lot of the barber right, you know right. in the industry. You know it. Uh, so I was like, okay, well. I want to be different. I want to kind of stand out. I want to be unique. Uh, so I was trying to figure it out. And this one guy, uh, his name is, uh, Baldy, Baldy Barber. He's, um, uh, he's a guy from, uh, Europe. And said his name is Baldy you know, ba- Barber. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Baldy. Yeah. It, 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 it's just, I, I don't know. Cause <laughs> that, that's a good name. That's a good name. My bad. Keep yeah. <laughs> well, so, you know, he was like, dude, you're always smiling. Like, like, why don't you just call yourself the smiling barber? I thought it was the corniest thing ever, bro. Like, I was like, no, man, that's no, I don't want to be known as the smiling barber. Like, that's corny. <laughs> like, nobody, like, nobody wants to go to a, an overly happy barber. I was like, wait, I was like, wait, do they? So, like, I literally sat on it for a good, a good few weeks, kind of started saying it, started mm-hmm. posting it. And honestly, it stuck. Like, it was like, oh, okay, it fits. Like, it was like, dude, like, if you look at all your pictures, you're always smiling. You always got this goofy laugh smile on your face. Like, mm-hmm. like, why, why not use that as your, you know, as your tagline? Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, bad, okay. Like, now, okay, that works. I can live with that. <laughs> I can live with that. So, yeah, like, that's how, you know, I got the... You know, I got the name The Smiling Barber. Nice, nice. It's funny, you, you just reminded me of a nickname I used to get in, or yeah, I used to get in high school. And um, in learning social media, I basically used that as like my username or whatnot. And um, right. my last name is Chua. And a lot of people, they struggle pronouncing it because it has a silent T um, at the beginning of it. So instead of saying just Chua, they would say Tachua or Chewy or Chewbacca, which I got a lot. <laughs> and I was just like, it used to irritate me back then. But whenever I was thinking of like, okay, what, what should I put in here? I was just like, okay, I'll just put Chewbacca, but I'll put a T in front of it. And I figure it's like, okay, if somebody can say Chewbacca and they happen to look at my last name, they might they might put two and two together and just be like, oh, okay, it's just it's just that. But if they want to call me Chewbacca, I'm cool with it now. <laughs> so, like, it took you a minute to even really, like, accept that. Because, you know, a lot of times people can give, people can give themselves certain, certain names, right? And those mm-hmm. don't tend to stick. But it's just right, what right. other people give you that tend right. to stick. And, you know, sometimes it's a good thing, sometimes it's a bad thing. You know, just kind of depends on... <laughs> you know, on you know, on what your 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 viewpoint of it is, or mm-hmm. you know, or really how you got it. So, yeah. but yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So, how's your work life balance been since you you've been able to become a barber, and then go from teaching to just focusing like teaching and barbering to just focusing on barbering and and developing your brand and yourself. Oh man, that's that's a loaded question because I'm okay. I still yet have to figure that out myself. Okay. <laughs> to be well, I mean, honest, 
Maybe yeah. I, I should walk, walk it back a little bit. No, 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 no. I mean, I mean, it's a great question because, like, you know, I'm, I'm still also trying to figure it out as mm -hmm. to what is my work-life balance because it's not what people suggest. It's not what people, um, you know, I don't know, you know, being married, being, you know, a barber, like, it's, it's kind of like the hours are not conventional, mm -hmm. right? So my wife works, you know, her nine to five um, and she comes home. Mm -hmm. I work from, 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 you know, open until my last client is done. And, mm -hmm. you know, our, our shop closes at seven in the evening. So, you know, there's sometimes where, where, where I'm at, you know, I'm at the shop until about eight, eight thirty. And then I come home and then get that face, face time with my wife. Um, and so, and like, it's, it's, it's hard, but it's kind of like, okay, how do I make this work? So every, it feels like every season I have to develop a different way of, you know, a different routine on, you know, on how to stay consistent with that. So it, it's like, you know, again, like I'm, I'm trying to figure it out myself as well. Um, just because nobody really has a blueprint to it. There's nothing that like, like you can say, Hey, do these three things in your life. Will, will be balanced because um, everybody's life's different and everybody has a different perspective on what balance really looks like. So to me, I feel like in, in my lane of balance, I'm doing okay, but I'm not a master of it. And that is something that I definitely keep working on daily. That was a great response. The, the main thing I was asking was that um, since you let go of teaching, and you were able to say, okay, that's not for me. Has it made you a better barber or at least in wanting to develop, say, like Instagram to attract more clients or just put out a better version of your brand? Has that been something you've been able to um, treat with more care since you have less of a distraction per se? Yeah, I, I would definitely say that it has. Um, uh, just because it, it, you know, it has been, it has made me have a better focus and a better drive. Gotcha. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, I'm trying to think of how to ask this question. So, uh, have you ever, you ever heard people reference hype or hustle? Yeah. Okay. So let me ask you, what, um, what does hype mean to you? Or how do you define hype? How do you define hype as it relates to your profession in barbering and like in general in your life? Oh, okay. Okay. So, so the hype, bro, like the hype is real The in, in this industry um, because it's kind of like, I don't know if you remember back in uh, early 2000s, um, shoot, probably like, you know, even now, like everybody wanted to be a rapper, right? Mm, right, right. You know, so like, you know, all the kids at school, they all had their, 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 uh, uh, mixtapes. Um, everybody had like, you know, a little, a little rap name. I don't know. Like, that's literally what it feels like now, mm -hmm. right? It feels like everybody wants to break into the industry because it's like that new. The, you just cut out again. The fame or, but it's not really, it's not even that. I don't, I don't even think. It gets you fame. 
<laughs> I think it's just because you're able to make people look better. Wait, can right? you can you start start back? It it cut out a little bit when you were talking. I caught what you said about okay, my bad, back, my bad, my back, back in the two thousands. Everybody was trying to be a rapper. All right, so so like back in the early two thousands, you know, everybody was trying to be a rapper. Right. You know, everybody had their little rap name, you know, and it feels like that's the same way the barbering industry right now is because within the last, oh, I want to say probably six years, like the barber industry has boomed um, into, you know, so, you know, like celebrity like type stuff. Like, oh, wow. you know, barbers, you know, like, like you got big name barbers who are quote unquote celebrities, you know, well known, you know, because they you know, cut so-and-so's hair or, um, you know, cause where, where the NBA, you know, often sets the trend for haircuts because, mm. you know, dudes want to, you know, have a haircut just like so-and-so. Cause that's literally how, you know, barbers kind of know what's, what's the upcoming trend. Like, Hey, you know, you know, Curry has a new cut or, you know, like the most, you know, influential basketball player has a different cut. Right. Uh, you right. know, kind of like how Michael, like like Michael Jordan made the 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 bald look look like you know it was you know it was manly. Like Magic Johnson had a bald head, but his head was too big. But Michael Jordan made <laughs> made like the black bald guy look like wow, I could be like Mike. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> and so and so you know he kind of set the tone for that. Hmm, that's a great point. I never thought about that, but I guess that, so I just, like, yeah. I mean, if you look at Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant does not get a. He doesn't seem like he cares about his hair at all. So you know, mm -hmm. he becomes you know a joke. Like, yo, who's this dude's barber? You know, just like everybody's <laughs> always wondering, who's, you know, who's cutting who, right. you know, who styles who, and so you know, barbers, you know, and ever since like like the. The, the the regrowth of the beard look, you know, mm -hmm. like like James that, Harden, you know that, huh? Like James Harden? Yeah, yeah, like James Harden. Yeah, like 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 now everybody's like, hey, let me grow out our beard. You know, beards are cool. You know, right. the whole hippie beard thing is like, okay, cool. I got a beard now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm thinking about shaving. <laughs> but. You know, honestly, though, it's it just been like the hype in the, you know, like just the hype in the industry. Yeah. It is real. Um, like, it literally feels like, like everybody's trying to come out here and make money. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily understanding the full spectrum of the industry, because the industry is, 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 we are, we are a, a human services industry. Okay. Um, yeah. Can you make money doing this yes you can you can make a lot of money doing it uh but when you 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 come with the intent of just making money you forget the human aspect of it and mm. you you don't care about clients you don't care about you know things that you know barbers used to care about gotcha. um so you know so like you know it becomes a a a like a fashion thing like if you ever go to a hair show like you will think like yo what in the world is going on like you know, like everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to be noticed. Everybody's dressing different. Everybody's like, you know, they're all dressing different, but the same. Like, okay, yeah. like, what's a hair show? So, like, a hair show is literally like like a hair convention. Okay. And 
and and so like now like they got uh, barber battles, like where you know barbers go to head you know clipper to clipper I guess if you will, uh, <laughs> you know who's got the best fade, who's got like the best design, you know. So like those things happen actually more so like there's at least three a month like mm-hmm. in, in like different states. Like if you're on Instagram and you look up barber battle, you will literally see that there's like multiple ones going on at the same time in different places. And, wow. you know, they're fun to go to, but it's just kind of like, you know, it's it, 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 like, like, like that's what it is. It's literally kind of like, again, in the early 2000s when everybody was battling each other, you know, ever since 8 Mile came out, now yeah. you know, everybody thought they were, everybody thought they were, you know, uh, uh, like that new and upcoming battle rapper. So yeah. now it's like, okay, when you win a, 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 you know, a hair battle, you get a, you know, a big old trophy. So like you can say, Hey, you know, I, I beat all the barbers that were at that convention, you know? So like, <laughs> so like it, it's literally, so yeah, like, like the wow. hype itself is real, mm-hmm. but it's also fake in a sense that it doesn't last. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like, like it doesn't like it, like if you can't convert, if you can't convert people over to become your clients, yeah. So like you can win all the battles that you want and still be a broke barber mm-hmm. because you're you're not able to communicate to people, you're not yeah. able to 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 retain clients. You're great because you got a great skill and you yeah. got a great gift, mm-hmm. but you don't know how to use it to be able to make more money. So gotcha. like like there's a lot of barbers who who've won battles after battles and you know they're well known, right? But they're only well known in a in a barbering community. We're like wait. But what's the point of that? Barbers don't need barbers. Mm-hmm. I mean, my clients are not barbers. So, like, <laughs> right. what's the point of being well-known in the industry, you know, amongst your peers, but have have no clients? Right, right. Yeah. So, so it's like you have all this, credi- this credibility with your peers, but you, if you're not able to pay, pay the bills, it really doesn't matter, like, how well you're known. It really doesn't. Yeah, because Georgia Power don't care. <laughs> Georgia Power doesn't care how 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 big of a trophy you got. Right. So yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So I guess on the flip side of that, uh, I'd say, um, what's what's the hustle like of being a barber? Like, if you had to tell people, whoever is listening to this, like, how how do you define the hustle of barbering? Like, since you you went to school and you've decided to become a barber professionally and run your own business or have your your clientele per se man it, it, it's again it's it's really twofold because the hustle so like 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 there's like the hustle the work like the, the like the being on time the the like the educating yourself the you know all that and then there's and then there's the hustle which is you know just people taking any type of money to get you know, just to get money, like, mm. I hadn't you know, like, that. yeah. So, 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 so like, like there's people who are really hustling, like, mm. yo, I'll cut your hair for 10 bucks. Right. No, we dag on well to, you know, like, you know, our haircuts, like, you know, 20, but right. you're, you're just trying to make money. Right. Right. But, and, you know, indoor, like you're literally allowing your clients to run you over because you're trying to make money. Mm. So you're, you're, you're there sun up to sundown, you know, on your feet all day. You don't eat, you don't, 
you know, like you neglect yourself, your family for the sake of the, of that dollar. Right. Um, or, or you can actually hustle, you know, work, work smarter, not harder. Right. right. You know, hustle in a different way of, of gain more knowledge of your, you know, of your craft, charge more mm -hmm. and, 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 and not have, you know, and, and you dictate your schedule and you dictate your services, not the other way around. And so it seems like a lot of people, you know, some barbers and, you know, and some stylists would, ra would rather get caught, caught up in a trap. You know, I call it like the trap way of living, like, like letting other people dictate their schedules than actually having control of their own, own schedules by, you know, investing in themselves, like, Going right. to, you know, paying for, 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 for extra education out of school, because school doesn't teach you a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm trying to find out. Like, school doesn't, school teaches the bare minimum to be able to, like, pass the state board. Mm -hmm. a, lot of, a lot of the other stuff, you're going to have to do some research and learn it. Right. So, like, I, you know, some people get really discouraged while they're going into you know, you know, in through school because they're like, yo, I thought I was going to learn how to fade. I thought I was going to be, you know, a one with a fade as soon as I came out of school. No, like you're, you're talking about barbering school, particularly. It didn't teach you yeah, yeah, like, yeah. everything that you yeah. needed to know, like right up front. No, no. Yeah. Like, like they don't like they, it, it's really, the school is designed for you to go through and pass state board. Okay. Okay. It's not designed you. for you to go learn how to fade. Now, can you, can you gain some skills while you're in because you're practicing certain things? Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Can, 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 can you learn how to better do your color formulate your color? Yeah. But that only happens when you actually read the book. That only happens when you actually are, are, are going around the school and, and, you know, and asking people if they want to come in for a free haircut. Mm -hmm. Like that only happens when you are giving up free services. Gotcha. And, you know, and actually practicing on live clients because you can practice on a mannequin all day, but it's mm -hmm. not the same as a real life client. So right. when, when, when people get all bummed up because, oh, I didn't learn, you know, X and Y, Z, I didn't learn how to, um, uh, 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 you know, fade, you know, or, 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 oh yeah, like my teacher didn't teach me how to fade. It, it, it's not that your teacher didn't teach you how to fade. Mm -hmm. It's that you didn't take the time and the extra like effort to go get live people to bring them to your lab. Shoot, I had to pay people. I was like, yo, I'll give you five bucks if you want to come in for a cut. Mm. Oh, wow. Yeah, so you're, I'm you're, like, you're paying was, people, you would pay people to cut their hair. Right, because I, I was trying to get experience. At least if I messed up, you know, because like, I rate, you know, a regular haircut is not like a military cut. Right. <laughs> you know, because like, you know, a military <laughs> cut is like, you know, a high fade, a high insight. You know, if, you know, even if you mess it up and you butcher up, like they'll put a hat on. Like, yeah, you're you're good as long as the sides are skinned up and 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 you know and they look faded, that's okay. The top doesn't really have to, you know, and the top is under three inches, you're good. Mm -hmm. So it could be a jacked up haircut, but it's a good military cut. Right. So you know, as a civilian, that was like, oh, okay, I actually gotta make people look half decent. So. Mm. <laughs> so so you but had yeah, to kind so of like, I'm gonna, you had to switch it up yeah. because it's like what you did in the military wasn't quite the same as what no not at regular all regular people not would at want. all 
not at all. And and like you know, I was I was fortunate enough for for me to be able to to have a military base around me to where you know certain things were familiar. I, I was like, okay, like you know, this guy's a soldier, so he's obviously got to get like a high fade, like you know, high medium, just whatever. Mm-hmm. So so that was familiar to me, and that was great. Okay. Um, but at the same time, it was like, okay, well, let me. I actually stayed away from from the military haircuts right. because you know that was my comfort zone because I wanted to push myself out. Mm-hmm. Um, like you know, and then I started asking women with uh, short hair, like, hey, can I cut your hair? Mm-hmm. Because now I'm 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 really putting myself in a bind because I can't mess up. Right. Because you know, women are particular about their hair, especially if they already got it cut short. Right. Like, right. like so so like now I'm 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 venturing into another realm, like where most dudes were afraid to ask, you know, women like with short cuts, like, hey, can I can I cut your hair? Mm-hmm. I mean, like it, it it's just like any other thing that you would do, but you learn and you develop, you know, those skills, those people skills, those cutting skills as you go through school, but people who don't monetize that time in school to do that are losing out on the end because they're not getting that, 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 that invested time, you know, back. And so, yeah. So like to get back to your point about the hustle, the hustle is real, but Mm. it, you know, it is also defined, you know, for me, you have to define it. Right. Yeah. Like, like, like it's just defined different, uh, you know, and it has two meanings for me, like hustle and learn, your craft like to where you've mastered your craft or hustle and and chase every buck that comes your way Mm. yeah that's a great point so i guess like um could you could you give me i'll ask you kind of two questions can you give me an example of what you've done to go out and learn how to become a better barber to become better at your craft and also how did that help your confidence to where you could pay somebody to cut their hair or go from just asking guys or military people to say, asking a, a young lady that has shorter hair, Hey, can I cut your hair? Yeah. So, it, so I, um, so when I graduated out of uh, barber school, you know, again, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't feel like I have one of the tools which I didn't, you know, I had enough tools to survive, but, you know, being in, you know, I went and worked in a barbershop and realized quickly that I was, I'm like, okay, I'm okay. I'm not, I'm not good enough to be competitive in this, you know, you know, in this industry right now, because, you know, my cuts are not, you know, up to par. Yeah. I could charge, you know, now that I'm in a shop, I could charge somebody $15 for a cut, but, Mm -hmm it's not going to be the best cut that they're going to have. Right. Mm. So, you know, I researched some, some stuff and, um, I, you know, I found, I found a guy up in Atlanta that I went and took a class from, uh, you know, you know, for like, you know, uh, uh, he's a groomer. So he's a certified groomer. So like barbering is different than grooming. So grooming is just, it's just pretty much, you know, like doing facials, doing, you know, uh, 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 removing, you know, ingrown hairs, um, doing, uh, you know, providing more high quality services. So I invested $1,500 and, and took the classroom, 
Like, I, I literally, I went up to Atlanta for two days and, and took his class. And that's when I really, I realized that, you know, there's people out here making over $800 a day cutting hair or, 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 or providing uh, uh, a service. I'm like, yo, I had never seen that. I had never seen that. If, if nothing else, that those two days I learned that you can make eight to eight hundred to a thousand dollars a day cutting hair, and that is one thing that that I came back with the knowledge of like yo like this is is a money making industry only when you are doing it right though, and so you know learning those skills I came back and up my prices because I was like I'm not gonna go and invest fifteen hundred dollars to come to come back to the shop and do the same thing. So, so I started, you know, I, you know, I, I started charging more. I lost a couple clients, but majority of my other clients really enjoyed those other services that I was, you know, that I was providing. But at the same time, I was also getting better on my haircuts. And so, you know, other barbers were like, yo, why, why are you doing facials? Like, yo, like that's, you know, quote unquote, gay. like don't do that. Like, you know, don't do their, their face by another guy. I was, I was like, what? But as, you know, as they're saying that, yeah. they're seeing the need for it. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yo, can you teach me how? So, like, they start asking, yo, hey, yo, can you show me how to do that thing that you did with the steamer? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, um, so like, like, that has, you know, upped my game in a sense that now the clients that, you know, like, that come in um, literally, like, enjoy what I do because – I, I've been doing it, you know, I've invested the time into it. I've invested the money into it. Um, mm-hmm. So like, that's one thing that I've, I'm doing to stand out, you know, and another thing is, you know, is, is this honestly going to um, uh, this weekend, I'm going to, to take the passport assessment class, you know, uh, certification class after Michigan um, because I want to be able to, to communicate with my clients better. Wow. First and foremost, right, and mm-hmm. I want to be able to communicate with other barbers better. Right. So, 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 just individual growth on my part, and 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 you know, and and just trying to do different things outside of the industry because you know, like like the personality assessment is not industry specific; it's not industry related. But mm-hmm. I want I want to use that. I want to step out of my box and my comfort zone and use that so that I can actually better myself. Like just give myself a better, uh, uh, you know, understanding of people. Gotcha. So, yeah. And, and when you're, when you're talking, just for clarification, when you're talking about the personalities assessment, you're talking about what's called the, uh, the disc assessment. And it's, right. um, it's being, um, it's being, would you say sponsored or hosted by um, ETA, Eric Thomas and associates. They're the right. ones doing the, yeah, the so, training and the teaching. Right. Right. Gotcha. So uh, they're the ones who are currently doing that right now. Uh, I've been listening in Michigan and, you know, you know, again, I was like, you know what, I, I will, I will pay the price to go take this exam or, you know, take this certification so that I can be better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's a great point because you said, so for you to get better and to develop your confidence, you went from getting out of the military kind of being down on yourself, not knowing exactly where you're going to thinking back at things that you found passion in 
barbering came up from that you decided to go to um barbering school or is it cosmetology school is that how you call it no barbering school barbering school okay so you went to barbering school getting out of that you knew your skills may not be up to par but then you decided to go and spend fifteen hundred dollars of your personal money to learn from a groomer and you learn from um, somebody that does highly specialized work on people's faces to where you were able to take the skills that you learned there and take it back into your practice. And people made fun of you at first for doing these different works. They're like, oh, like that looks, that looks kind of weird. That looks kind of gay. Like how people would tease you, especially like in the black community. But after a while, as they started seeing the results of what you were doing and how your clients were responding to you, they started coming to you and asking you, hey, can you show me how to do that? And now this weekend, you're going to go and take a personality assessment training in order to better communicate with your clientele and your peers. That right. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That, that's amazing, Theo, and I, I definitely I salute you for that because it's it's one thing to talk about what you want to do, but it, it's another thing to, like they say, put your money where your mouth is and you really, like you put in the work without anybody telling you like, hey, get up and go do this. And right. That's amazing. Right. And, and I, I think that's the other hustle, hustle part that a lot of people don't understand where, you know, you're, you're an entrepreneur and, and you're, you know, you're, you're not doing a conventional nine to five and you don't have a training, you know, uh, you know, an annual training scheduled or, or, or like, you know, a quarterly training scheduled, like you have to, to step out of that, you know, out of that mode and, and schedule these, you know, trainings for yourself. Like you, you, you have to put yourself on a regiment to where every every year you're getting something different, like you're getting trained on something different. Because right. uh, if you don't, then you're going to get stagnant. Mm-hmm. When you get stagnant, you you know, you quote unquote die and you lose clients. Because right. if your clients are paying, you know, if you're upping the prices and you're not changing the methods, then you're cheating your clients. You're truly, mm-hmm. to me, I, I consider that cheating your clients. And so now it, it's like, so, so when I go from, from $23, uh, you know, a standard haircut to $30, a standard haircut, mm-hmm. it's going to like, I could justify that by, by saying, not only are you getting the, 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 the best service that I can provide, I'm also giving you the best time for you mm-hmm. that I can provide because now I know you, I, I understand you better. I can communicate with you better. I can give you, what I, I can service your 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 need versus service your want because you came in here for a haircut, but now I can also communicate with you for the hour in the way that is going to meet your need. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, like um, like that thing that Brian Keith had posted, you know, just understanding, you know, why, you know, having that justification for raising your prices, not just raising your prices because, right. But, but breaking it down. And so, yeah, like, that's why I was like, yo, like, like this right here is going to change just the way that I do business with people. Right. Uh, right. And I'm also being able to offer coaching on a side. Um, mm. I'm also going to be able to actually do 
um, you know, you know, corporate training, individual training, um, you know, just it puts me on a different level of understanding and it puts me on a different level of, of thinking. So, yeah, like that's why I'm, I'm like, yo, okay, let me invest that time and the money into it and make sure this works. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's, that's amazing, man. Like, I don't even know if I want to ask you any more questions. I think you just, you just said a whole mouthful there. And it's, you just, you just kind of pumped me up for the week, for the day. And I'm just like, man, I'm ready to knock out like so many more recordings and whatnot. And just getting a chance to like catch up with friends and talk with people, get a chance to like have them tell their story from their viewpoint and really point to the, the importance of respecting the work ethic that you have to put into what you do as well as um, like, enjoying I guess the hype that comes with stuff because it's like a lot of times when when people talk about work it it can seem a little bit um, it can be a little bit I guess draining or like overbearing where it's just like work 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 and it's like you usually work because you you enjoy it to an extent and then it gives you a chance to look forward to things because work brings you money which helps you spend it on vacations or retirement but one thing that i found is like when you're really passionate about what you do like you really do enjoy it and you're not becoming too resentful towards it because you have a sense of hunger to why it is that you do something as to where like you said if if you're just kind of doing the same thing and it becomes stagnant i think that sort of builds resentment and you quickly start to lose your way and um, kind of like, yeah, you just lose your way and you, you forget why you're doing what you're doing. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cause you, cause you literally just go through the motions mm-hmm. and, and, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Great point, man. I always love talking with you. Oh man. Always a pleasure talking to you too, my brother. My, 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 my illustrious African brother. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Well, I think that this is a great stopping point. We'll wrap it up here. And, uh, hey, third time's the charm. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'll put the other ones out there, but at least we'll, if I, if I put this one out there <laughs> as the first, <laughs> if I put this one out there as the first one, they'll be like, oh, it's decent. But if I put out the other two, I, I don't know if they'll if they'll want to listen to get to this one or not. <laughs> listen, man, like I, I would definitely just say put like the first ones out as you know as testers. Like, okay, well, if they're listening to this, then they gotta like the other one. Right, cause... right. <laughs> it has it has to get better. You you can only go up right. from zero. <laughs> it has to get better. There's no choice but to get better from this point. Right, and if anything, I'd say. Yeah. In this, I, I would hope that my voice went a little bit better from uh, being just monotone because I, I have too much of a tendency to do that. And mm-hmm. I, I really worked on it from the first time that you and I talked and we recorded. And um, this group that we're both a part of, Breathe University, it's really cool where like, you just I almost forgot the value of it because I, I joined back in 2016 and it's like I was in and out. and um, just kind of remembering that you can just jump on the Facebook group and like ask a question. And I, I just put in there like, um, I need help 
with uh, a voice coach or somebody to help me with my uh, monotone voice. And one of the first people that reached out, he was a rapper. And I, I think I did a, a short recording with him and I, I've got to do that one over just to kind of um, do him justice. And he just told me like whenever, before you even get recording, he was just like, just take a minute and just say, it's my time. And as soon as you just get that, like that energy, it's like you just use that drive and just like, just knock it out hmm. and not think so much. But it's like, just, I didn't mean to yell in your ear or anything, but it's like, just, just saying really that good. all of a sudden, <laughs> it, it just like brings up my mood. And then I can actually use my hands to talk and just realize that, okay, if I have my hands up, I can elevate my voice. Or if I lower my hands, like my voice may come down a little bit. And then I, I can just practice and play with that and just know that like now just being able to do this podcast with you, like it's definitely improved my confidence because I think we last talked or we first talked about like a podcast recording like a month ago. And like I did that one and I was just like, I was happy it was done, but then I didn't do anything with it. Like I went and just like mm, okay. chilled on YouTube I didn't do anything to benefit my day. And I think I had done this after coming back from like a, a conference where you're supposed to go get the information and come back and apply it, but I wasn't applying it. But as I started re reading back through my, um, through my notebook where I'd taken the notes, I, uh, one thing that caught my eye was a goal that I dared to write down. And it was that I would um, start a business or just, yeah, basically create a business, become an, an owner of something by the end of October of this year. And I was just like, I don't know why I put that date down, but I got to realize it because it's one thing to um, be embarrassed or like you mentioned before, kind of have that rejection from other people. But it's like a whole nother level of embarrassment when for myself, when I say something, and especially if I say it to somebody else, and then you have to be reminded of that, like, hey, are you going to do this? Like, when's this coming out? When's that coming out? And you just sitting there like, okay, I'm either never going to say anything or like that has to push me to go do that. And for this right, one, at least, right. I think you're the only person that I've told about it. But I wrote it down for myself personally. And I just got to this point just with like a combination of different things where um, I just got tired of being like just embarrassing myself to the point of like you I'll have this lofty goal and then I won't do anything to back it up so like the big difference from a month ago when we first recorded with you and then I did one or two afterwards and I just let him sit there for a little bit but yesterday for the first time I drove down to Atlanta with the intention of going through and listening to the first recording and even getting through the, the first part where I said, like, all the crutch words that we use in the English language so many times right. back to back, I was like, I can't stand this. But it was maybe like a 15, 20-minute recording. And after I got through like the first five or seven minutes, the rest of it was smooth, mostly because you were talking. And I was like, okay, I don't have to listen to myself so much. But then after you, I'd listen to you talk, I was able to get in and actually have like have a better pace of what I wanted to say. And it was, it was right. clearer. So at least 
I was like, okay, I can still put this out in its raw form, but at the same time, now I have a starting point where for the listener, it can just be start here and go forward to where you're not having nails on a chalkboard because somebody just wanted to put out some like half, half baked thing just to say, Oh, I want to, I want to do a business or I want to do this because I'm being too lazy to go focus on my job, my career and things like that. It's like, no, I'm going to focus on my career, but also at the same time, I'm going to be intentional and deliberate and actually this week schedule out like four different recordings throughout the week, set a time slot and respect the time slot. And then once that's right. done, like just walk away from it. If I need to go eat some food, go do something else. Hey, celebrate with like a little video. But then once that time's done, go on to the next thing and just know that I'm doing it now for myself and I'm creating something not necessarily to please somebody, but to know that like right. oh, yeah. it's yeah. being done for, for my benefit. And then now when I look back, I can say, okay, I, I did what I was supposed to do and right. I'll, I'll finish my tangent with this. Um, the one thing that kind of came to mind yesterday when I, I went out for a walk in the morning and, and that's been something that I've been trying to do more frequently is just go walk in the morning on the track, like change the environment and um, just get out from my regular routine or, or get back to an old routine that was working was that um, a lot of times when I look back in the past and I look at, okay, I, I have a certain job or a certain title or I had a certain activity that I did at one point in time in school, I, I mm -hmm. thought of it like, okay, that's just a tool that I have in my tool belt. That's not me, my personality. So I was like, I can't confuse like engineering, construction, wrestling, um, black, whatever it is, whatever qualities can be used to define me. I can't use, I can't get caught up in like letting that define me. I've got to be able to just remember that that's a part of me and I can bring that out at any point. And that way it's like, Hey, like you're like, you're, uh, there's more to you than what meets the eye. So it's like, don't, don't get discouraged or caught up whenever somebody says something to you and then you're just like oh i'm this now it's like no no no. that's that's something that they want to that's the label that they want to put on me but that's not how i see me like i know who i am and if i need to bring out the fighter in me i can just be like okay take the fighter activate this and go in that mode if i need to be calm just be calm and just move forward just flow with it and just just take that for whatever it means i'll probably cut this last part right out no i mean it, no like 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 you spot on though it, it's i think a lot of times we 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 maybe we need those those external factors to push us but most of the time we we already know what we need to get done mm. and it's just a, a matter of i was you know using that momentum to keep going because like once you lose momentum then you got to create your own you know your your own momentum like like once the external momentum runs out mm -hmm. you have to create your own external momentum so like where you're you know an, you know an engineer like you understand you know certain things like you know energy like 
like, you know, on an alternator is what keeps the power circulating, right? I think. I don't know. So I, like I don't know. You're, you're asking the wrong engineer. I'm not that kind of engineer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. You know, like on a vehicle. So yeah, okay, so like I, I get know, like I get what you're saying though. Yeah. Yeah. So like 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 that's that that you know, I wanna say uh that that internal internal power s- circulation, but like the like the external might be you know, uh, uh, like the key going in the, you know, ignition and then igniting that and then forcing that to keep going. Kind of like, you mm-hmm. know, how some cars, some, you know, like some older cars need, need that momentum to actually start. So like, like, like that, like that push start, like that, you right, know, right. You, I, you I see what you're saying. Forward. So, yeah. yeah. So whether you're using the push to start or you're turning the key, like the external thing that you're doing it's just jump starting what's already inside the car, which allows it to go. Exactly, exactly. But you know, if the alternator is bad and you know, and the car shuts down, mm-hmm. then it's not gonna start again. Right. So, right. Right. So you know, a lot of times we gotta make sure that that you know internal alternator is 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 up and running. Right. Because right. if it's not, then once you know something happens or once we slow down, then we're not gonna start back up. Right, right. Yeah, and we're always gonna need need that 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 external assistance to get life going. So, yeah, man. But yeah, you you definitely yeah yeah you you hit it right on the head, bro. Oh, great deal, man. We'll have to do this again. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Well, you have a great week, great rest of the day, and uh, let all me right, know. you too, my brother. <laughs>